I mean, anywhere you read the Bible, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, because it's amazing. Like what Laura's talking about, the Lord's there. You got angels there. They're there. What do we think they're not? It's, uh, all right, let's get rolling. Luke chapter one. Now this is, uh, uh, I'm going to take a moment here to show you like even in your King James Bible. Let's see what this is a women's devotional Bible. This is is the NIV. But anyway, uh, the King James version, uh, just for a note here, look at this, um, Luke chapter 1. This is the gospel of Luke, okay? Oh, give it a chance to catch up here one second. A little delay. One second. Okay. It's coming. There we go. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order the declaration of those. I, I could quote all this stuff. I just all the time use the King James Services, whatever, which is great, you know. But just about a lot of times, you know, you can get, oh, well, huh, huh. You can still catch it. Those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they were delivered unto them. You know, we don't do delivered. You know, did you go get your gas delivered in your car today? I mean, we, we say, I filled up with gas. That's what we use. Uh, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses. Yeah. And ministers of the word. It seemed good to me, having had a perfect understanding of all these things from the first, to write these things in order unto the almost excellent, who's this guy? That thou mightest know the things, know a certainty those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Well, <clears throat> I don't want to spend a lot of time uh, explaining, uh, and it's not really explaining. I'm not doing the explaining. Look at this. Dear friend who loves God, several biographies of Christ have already been written as their source material. Uh, the report circulating among us from the early disciples and other eyewitnesses. However, it occurred to me. Now, this is kind of neat because, listen, this is why the Bible is so authentic for you and I. It occurred to me that it would be well to recheck all these accounts. Well, remember, we just read that in the King James. That's exactly what it says. Okay. Recheck these accounts. Remember, he said, having a, an excellent understanding of all these things. La, da, da, da. Okay. From first to last, through thorough investigation, and pass this summary to you, to reassure you of the truth of all you were taught. Praise the Lord. Because people are trying to say, oh, that's not real. That's not real. Oh, yes, it is. Praise the Lord. My story begins with a Jewish priest, Zacharias, who lived when uh, Herod was the king of Judea. Again, we got skipped a little bit. Oh, you got to remember, boy, these names and places, are there, there was a real Herod. He's written down in other archives, not just in our Bible. Zacharias was a member of the Abijah, I like to say, division of the temple service corps. Now, we're starting to get into some things like, what, what, what? But you picked this up in the Old Testament not scattered around. Remember, it's, it's history trailing. So you'll find out that temple didn't come in, or tabernacle temple. Tabernacle was just temporary. It moved around. Temple was, it's here to stay. Okay. Oh, but the tabernacle, the information about that started in Exodus. Okay. And then you get the details within the next, and the next book. It's real easy, real easy. Okay. He was of this temple corps, this group called Abijah. Hmm. Okay. And there's references to those groups. Anyway, notice what it says here. His wife Elizabeth was like himself, a member of the priest tribe of the Jews, a descendant of Aaron. So in other words, the, the priests are from Aaron. The Levites are also from Aaron as well because his daddy, his daddy was Levi. Okay. <clears throat> but anyway, Zacharias and Elizabeth were godly folk, careful to obey all God's laws in spirit as well as in letter. Well, now look at that. They didn't have no kids. For Elizabeth was barren, and now they were very old. Well, don't let that trip you up. I mean, as you understand the scriptures, it doesn't seem to stop anybody. Okay, because why? Not because of some sort of biological thing, but because of the Lord. It's just Jesus. Wow. Okay, one day 
Zacharias, here's where we're going to start, was going about his work in the temple. What's he doing? Vacuuming? No, not hardly. For his division was on work that week. The honor fell to him by lot. They threw a little dice type thing. And he went into the inner sanctuary, notice this, to burn incense before the Lord. Now I want to hold it right here and let's go see some of these details. What is going on here? Okay, well let's go back. And the very start of that is actually in the book of Exodus. And I'm going to go to uh, uh, 25. 25 here. Hold on. Exodus 25. Okay. Uh, now the Lord's telling uh, Moses, all the people, they can bring all these things. Okay. They were, uh, this part right here, I'm going to skip through it. This is Exodus 25. This is the building of the ark. The exact details. Okay. I'm going to skip down here to... The very bottom of this. Okay, hold on one second. Notice first. Oh, hang on one second. It's right up here. Oh. Verse 9. This home of mine shall be a tent pavilion, a tabernacle. So that's what that means. Uh, I will give you a drawing of the construction plans and the details for the furnishings. So see, you have to throw away Moses. No, Moses nothing. Moses didn't have any inkling of anything except for what the Lord told him. And that's what made him such a great person in the scriptures. Same thing with you and I. It wasn't like, well, boy, that Moses guy, God's so proud of him. He was just obedient. That's all. Do what I tell you to do. It's like when I was working, doing stuff for my dad. My dad said, go get a screwdriver. And I didn't even know what a screwdriver was. And I just go, <laughs> and he'd get all over me. That's not what I said I wanted. But as I learned him and knew, I knew what to get. Praise the Lord. So you can't build these characters up and go, gosh, I wish I was just like, yes, you can. Every one of us can be just like this. And we are. Now notice this. It's going to be, I will give you a home of mine, he says. And he says there were some details. Latter part of this, be sure you follow the pattern I'm showing you here on the mountain. All right. Let me jump to 30 just a moment. This is all history. Details on, on these things. Now remember, Zacharias was in there burning this candle stuff. And you know the story. He saw an angel or whatever. And remember, he was an old man, didn't have kids. Now remember, we were talking about angels a minute ago, which was really great. Remember, that angel showed up and said, your prayer is heard. What prayer? <laughs> Have kids. Oh, it's over with. Man, I'm too old now. Oh. And the angel's saying, what? I'm Gabriel. I'm in the presence of God. You're in here burning incense. What is this that you can't understand about? I mean, it's not fake. The tabernacle was real. Even at the time of Jesus when he was in there, it was a real tabernacle right there, made in the image of the heavenly. But it can get sort of a ho-hum. It's just whatever. That's really I like burning these candles. These candles and stuff are the same type thing that they had on that Jewish, ca uh, that Jewish candle. There was, uh, there was 12. And it was just to show the eternal presence. And then they had bread in there. What's the bread for? This is, it's, it, we fellowship. There was goblets and stuff like that. Anyway. In the previous chapter, it would tell you that. Make a small altar for burning incense. <laughs> Used to think that was all hippie stuff, you know. <laughs> you know. My sister was into that. My parents get all mad because she thought she was smoking in there. And she actually was. The incense was to cover up the smoking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she got excommunicated from her bedroom, had to move. My dad moved her out of there to another bedroom. It was punishment. And I thought, I don't see how that's too much punishment. I don't understand. <laughs> You know, anyway, but anyway, make a small altar for burning incense. Now, this is going to be so cool because remember, Zacharias was on duty. He's an old man. He's got to do this. And he was. And so this is the story behind it. Remember, God said, you make this exactly like I want it made because it's a copy of the heavens. It'll be made from acacia wood. We'll just call it oak. Okay, it's oak. 
It's got to be 18 inches square. Look at this. See this right here? Look at that. Three feet high, pretty much. But it had horns uh, carved from the wood of the altar. They're not to be merely separated. No, I'll make one on my lathe over here and attach it. No, 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 no. I want it made of one whole piece. Overlay the top and sides of the altar with President Trump. That's the reason I love that guy. I tell you what, I'm, I'm so thankful he's in office. And I'm so thankful that people are, are getting, you know, we can't have prosperity in the church. I, it's funny, ads I see, and they've got some of my favorite ministers I see, and they go, the most filthy rich preachers on TV. And I'm like, well, praise God, make people read that. <sighs> Jesus was rich too. The only reason he's born in a manger, some people say, well, it's to show he was a... Th-. No, there was no room in the end, and he didn't stay there very long. He got out of there. Look at this. Now, this is a copy of the heavens, and God wants me broke. The chapters, 29, 28, 27, it's gold, 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 gold. It's wonderful. Also looks like it's clean, doesn't it? Filth doesn't mean holiness. <sighs> Praise the Lord. Okay. They're not to be barely separated parts that are attached. Overlay the top sides, horns, and altar with pure gold. And run a gold molding around the entire altar. Beneath the molding on each two sides, construct two gold rings to hold the carrying poles. Because we're moving. We're going to the promised land. You know, we're going to get, that's what it was. Okay. And the other thing was, you're going to be with it. He's going to be with us. They had, the temple was, the tabernacle was in front of them. <clears throat> okay. The poles are to be made of, we'll call it oak, overlaid with gold. Put the altar, notice where it was. Now, you know the Holy of Holies. Okay. Place the altar just outside the veil, near the place of mercy that's above the ark, containing the Ten Commandments. And notice this. I will meet you there. I will meet you there. What's that all about? I don't want want to meet no God. I mean, yeah, you do. Praise the Lord. It's fantastic. Okay. Every morning. Okay. Now, let's skip ahead. Uh, I want to go to, looked at these things this morning. Let's see. I'm going to go to 37 here. Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, this is some more details about the about the uh, um, about the ark. Fantastic! It's the story there. Here, here it is. Uh, angels. I mean, they were to carve out these angels that stretched across. You talk about those huge. The, the 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 structure was almost about as wide as this room. And the ark was right here, no bigger than this. Actually, a little bit smaller. But they had an angel over here, and it reached and it touched all the way to these wings from another angel. He just don't need these angels having wings like that if they're not real. But they are. Oh, they're huge. Book of Genesis says that the spirit beings, they, you know, they wound up, you know, having relations with the women on this earth, which were pretty. Come on. We got to understand this is really what happened. It, it, it helps you understand. Genesis chapter uh, 6, it tells you that. But anyway, those, and that's where the giants came from. Wow. And they were all wiped out in the flood. Now think about this. They were wiped out, but all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, where did that giant come from that David knocked off? That's because it still was taking place. Those beings are still out there. They're huge. They're awesome. They're angels. Okay. The incense altar was made. I'm going to say oak. That's not really oak, but I'm just going to say it. It was 18 inches square, three feet high, corner horns made of the altar. It was all one piece, overlaid with pure gold. Okay. Oh, and it ran along the edge, like he said. Two gold uh, poles were there on each side. To carry these things. Okay. Now notice here this phrase. Then from sweet spices he made uh, the sacred oil for anointing the priest and the pure incense using the technique of the most skilled perfumers. I mean, God was using all the great stuff. Now, I, I skipped one here. I want to go. I got to go to 40, but let me go back to 30 just a moment. It's actually 29, the very end. 
This is just one long big sequence. I know exactly where it is. You would know too. Okay. Look at this right here. This is 29. Oh, uh, in 29, let's see where I'm at. Yeah, 29, verse 38. Yeah, come on in, brother. Okay, in 29, Exodus 29, each day, look at this, each day, offer two yearling lambs. See, that's why I said when we see this in the stories of David and the kings coming along, that even when they lost their kingdom, they came back and they were trying to build the wall. And the bad guys were coming, but yet they saw the tabernacle over there, the temple at that time. And they said, whoo, the morning sacrifice, the evening sacrifice, they knew, praise the Lord. We got God on our side. Okay, every day the Lord says, two yearling lambs on the altar, one in the morning, one in the evening. One of them offered with three quarts of finely ground flour mixed with two and a half pints of oil pressed from olives and two pints of, whoops, oil as an offering. Offer the other lamb in the evening with flour and wine, just as in the morning, for a fragrant offering to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, we don't have to do the lambs and stuff anymore because Jesus is the lamb. The book of Revelation all the way to the end. The lamb, the lamb, the lamb. He's our lamb. But the point is, notice this. This shall be a perpetual offering at the door of the tabernacle. Notice this. Before the Lord. Look at this. Where I will meet with you and speak to you. Look at that. I will meet with the people of Israel there. you got to quit thinking that I don't have any approach to God. Yes, you do. Matter of fact, one time in these stories here, the Lord got so mad. Well, he did. It's after when they built a silly cow. Moo! And they were worshiping it. Moses broke the tabernacle. Uh, broke the tablets. <sighs> Had to straighten all that stuff out. Ground it to fine powder. Made everybody drink it. How's that cow doing you now? You know, I mean, they're having to eat it, you know. And God put, he said, he was out in the tabernacle outside. And he said, wait till I figure out what I'm going to do. But anyway, during that, there's a verse that says, if anybody wants, to, the Lord says, anybody wants to meet with me, he can come out there. Now, you couldn't go in the tabernacle, but you could still go right up to it. And the Lord would still meet with you there. So that's, look at that verse. I will meet with the people of Israel there. Wow. And the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. Okay, now, let's pick up where we were. I was at 37. I want to pick up 40. They say, why are you doing all this? Well, I was just showing you that during the time, the history about Jesus, right before he's born, uh, Zechariah was in that tabernacle, in the temp, uh, actually in the temple, excuse me. Uh, now, here we go. Look at verse, uh, I want to start at verse 5. Place the gold altar for the incense in front of the ark. What else? It's, it's really right behind the veil, but that, that smoke, shall we say, the incense. Set it before the drapes at the entrance of the tabernacle and place the altar for the burnt offering in front of that, okay, and all these other places around there. But notice where that was. So that's where Zacharias was when he was in there uh, doing his, uh, <clears throat> his part. Now, uh, I want to go to, we've already saw part of this. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. Hmm. These are just letters. Remember, Hebrews was just an email sent to somebody. And I want to encourage you while you're reading your, while you're reading your Bible. I know it's so easy. The temptation is not to read very much. Oh, I need to think about this. Just read mass volumes of it at once. I mean, if your girlfriend wrote you a letter, would you not read all of it? I mean, oh, oh you want to read all of it. You know, praise the Lord. You know, or your boyfriend, whatever. You want to read it. This is not a, this is so short. But anyway, I want to go right to, Chapter 9, look what it says. Now, in the first agreement between God and his people, there were rules for worship, and there was a sacred tent. Yeah, we've been talking about it. Down here on earth. Inside the place of worship were two rooms. That's right, holies and the holy of holies. The first one contained the golden candlestick, okay? A table for the special bread. I ought to have bread up there, but i got the Bible. It's good enough. <clears throat> 
One contained the golden candlestick, the table with special loaves of holy bread. This was called the holy place. Now think about that. The people could come to him and whatever. That's because, and there was actually goblets here too. It was to represent that you can go and talk with the Lord. Now there was a high priest back in those days. You couldn't go in the holy of holies, but he was still trying to say through the high priest, you can still come. Matter of fact, when you brought your sin offering, it wasn't like, well, that's a yearly thing. Well, there was a yearly thing, but there was also, if you blew it, you knew it. You went to the priest and he knew what was up because he saw you coming with that lamb or whatever, goat, whatever. And he didn't say, what'd you do this time? I can't believe it. No, the priest was there. He said, come on, let's get this started. And, let's do and boy, you would lay your hands on that. You had, to, you had to kill your own right in front of the priest. You laid your hands on it, symbolizing that, it, which was so great. Leviticus says, I gave you the blood so it wouldn't be your blood. That's the reason the Lord didn't want us drinking and carrying on with blood. The blood, the, in the, the, the blood had the life in it. Life was in the blood, Scripture says. But anyway, he gave you that for the altar. You could splatter that up with the priesthood, splatter that blood on the altar for you. And you wouldn't have to die. Wow, what mercy. Whoops. Antivirus. <clears throat> Not hardly. Okay. Hang on a second. Let me hit escape here. Get out of this. Okay. Ah, oh, praise the Lord. I can't get to... I think I can. Well. There we go. Ha! Praise the Lord. Yeah, I did it. I didn't we? Oh, we shut it down. Well, no wonder. All right. Praise the Lord. Glory. Logging off. Well, it's probably not going to complete log off. It's going to log off. It's going to let me go back in. No, I think I hit the button. Saving our settings. Isn't that great? Okay, but anyway. Oh. Oh. Praise the Lord. Oh. So anyway. Oh, I'll, I'll finish the story about the, the, the guy. So he comes in there, and oh, the priest takes your lamb, and then you actually had to kill it yourself right there. And then he would pour the blood in a certain thing, and then he would take it in there. But it was not, there was never any indication, oh, this might not work, you know. No, it always was. And when you left, you knew, because you saw the bread of his presence, you saw the eternal flame, and you did exactly what the priest had said do, then uh, you were fine. And actually, when you went home, you found out, Boy, I am fine because God would bless your crops and everything else. But see, today we go, well, we don't want to say if, you're, if things are good, you know, that the Lord's shining his face on you. Because we have to understand, you know, sometimes bad things happen. <laughs> if bad things happen, according to the scriptures, we're supposed to be praying. Just pray. Pray. The Lord will help you. But I'm telling you. Oh, we cut it up back on now. Uh, the, uh, uh, the Lord wants you blessed. He really does. You know. But see, sometimes when we read the scriptures today, we, we're, we're so interested in thinking that, yeah, I, I, archaeology, yeah, we've discovered that we, we think that for the most part this is, oh, please, don't go there anymore. Because we have the words of Jesus, and Jesus refer back to the scriptures, and he acts like it's so, you know. And so we're missing all that time when we could have been looking at what that letter actually said instead of why we think it's supposed to be part of the Bible or not. Give me one more second. We're just about to... Okay. I could actually do this. So back in the, I'll just do it from here. In the book of Hebrews, um, chapter uh, 9, and we'll catch up with this in just a moment. He said, at that time, the first agreement between God and his people were there were rules for worship and there was a sacred tent. Okay, okay. Inside this place, there were two, two rooms. The first contained the golden candlestick and the table and the special loaves. And uh, which is part, which, this is called the holy place. Now remember, the, the bread is called the bread of his presence. 
Oh, you better, he's watching. No, it's, it's better than that. Of course he's watching. He's there for you and I. He's there for you and I. Okay, let me get past this again. <clears throat> he goes on, he says here, he says, then there was a certain, uh, there was a curtain, excuse me, the glass back. and there was a curtain behind the, uh, the curtain was called, a room called the Holy of Holies. In that room, there was a golden incense altar. Hello, yeah. Okay. And a gold chest called the Ark of the Covenant, completely covered on all sides with pure gold. Inside the Ark were, of course, the tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments written on them, and the golden jar, which had some manna in it, and Aaron's uh, wooden cane that budded. The golden, the golden chest were statues, excuse me, above the golden chest, here's those angels, were statues of angels called cherubim, the guardians over God's glory. And their wings, as it says here, stretched out over the ark's golden cover called, it's so interesting, it's called a mercy seat. So why do we let condemnation drive us, or, or our own thinking, oh, I can't go in there. It was designed to be called the mercy seat. It was dedicated by blood, okay, wow, which indicates that I've got a chance because it wasn't my blood, but it was God's blood. I mean, it was the lamb's blood for us, whatever. <clears throat> Give me one second here. I'm not lost. I'm just trying to get things together. There we go. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Back at it. Should pick up right where we left off. Okay. It'll jump up in a second. But anyway, he keeps giving us these details. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, he goes on and says, so these angels' wings are stretched from side to side. Then Paul says, or whoever wrote this, doesn't matter. The scriptures say. But enough with such details. Well, wait, what's he going to do now? Well, when all was ready, the priests went in and out to do their, to, out of the first room, whatever they wanted to, doing their work. That's what Zacharias was doing. They were told to do this. I mean, that candle was going to go out. It's an earthly copy. It's eventually going to run out of stuff. So you had people going in there refilling it, okay? The bread needed to be what? You can't just leave moldy bread in there. Well, we have it since the time of Moses. <laughs> you got to have fresh bread in there because God wanted to relay to everybody that th he's there. He's there. Now, remember when Jesus died, we understand the veil in the temple was broke. It's like, well, what's up with that? Well, he's not in there anymore. <clears throat> Something had taken place. All right. <clears throat> but anyway, here we go. Fixing to get back to not having to hold this big thing. Okay. Oh, let's see. But okay. So, but only the high priest went into the inner room, and only then once a year alone, always with the blood which he sprinkled on the mercy seat as an offering to God to cover his own mistakes. Isn't that interesting? Well, the priest is a holy guy. <laughs> he is, but he's holy because the Lord made him holy. It's not because he was perfect. Oh. So, he goes in the same way that you and I go in. I mean, we've got to have blood. Praise the Lord. Now, here we go. Caught up. Oh, stay with this here. There we go. So when all was ready, the priests went in and out of the first room whenever they wanted to to do their work. Now, what I'm driving to in just a moment here, this is fixing to tell us this was a pattern of the heavenlies. Okay, so this was not like we don't know what's going on. Okay, but only the high priest went into the inner room and only once a year alone and always with the blood he sprinkled on the mercy seat as an offering to God to cover. Look at that. His own mistakes. Praise the Lord. We're all... <laughs> Listen, we're sinners. We've made mistakes. Now, we've been made the righteousness of God, but we have made mistakes. And as you know, we're probably going to make one again. And the sins of all the people. Wow. Yeah, but they don't cover no divorce. <laughs> divorce? Really? God got divorced. Who covered his sins? Jeremiah 3. Isaiah 50. 
Man, we, we trip over so much stuff. I'm working the Emmaus thing, and, and it's so funny. The Emmaus thing, fixing to do it, it's going to be great and everything. But I'm just watching and hearing other people talking and stuff. Boy, and these big sins, they'll say drinking, and they're basically saying dancing. And I'm like, I, gee. It's just so easy. We, we think there's certain things that just trip up God. There's nothing that's going to trip up God. Anyway, the Holy Spirit uses this to point out that under the old system, the common people could not go into the Holy of Holies as long as the outer room and the entire system it represents were still in use. It's an important lesson, look at that, for us today. Thank God, instead of Richard coming up with his own little, cute little sermons, I have a story to tell you about a cute rabbit today. I'm not going to do that. No, we're going to study the scriptures. Under the old system, gifts and sacrifices were offered. Like say, bring your own cow in there. But they failed to cleanse the hearts of the people that were brought. The old system dealt only with certain rituals, what foods to eat and all this kind of stuff. Drinking, washing, and all this kind of stuff about this and that. The people had to keep these rules to tide them over until Christ came with a new and better way. He, as a high priest of this better system that we now have. Okay, he became a high priest. He went in, look at that. Look at this. Now, whoa, 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 wait just a minute. I'm about to lose it here. What, 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 what is this? He's talking about Jesus. Jesus came as high priest of this better system we now have. He went into, now wait, Zacharias was lighting incense or burning it in a certain place. Look at this. Wait a minute. It makes you think, did this really happen? Well, yeah, it did because we have a record of it. He went into that greater perfect tabernacle in heaven, not made by men or part of this world, once for all, took blood into that inner room, the Holy of Holies, sprinkled it on the mercy. You mean there's two mercy seats? Yeah, there was a copy down here, and then there was one up there. The one up there was the original. But it was not the blood of goats and calves. No, he took his own blood. And with it, he himself made sure of our eternal salvation. That's what's so cool. He made sure of it. When he did this, guess what? He sat down, the scripture says. It's over with. I don't care what you do in the future. It's over with. He said, it's done. It's done. That's the reason we talk about the blood of Jesus. Okay. Oh, what else does he say here? Excuse me. And if under the old system, look at this, the blood of bulls and goats and ashes could cleanse men's bodies from sin, just think how much more surely the blood of Christ will transform our lives and hearts. His sacrifice frees us from the worries of having to keep all these rules and whatever. By the help of the eternal spirit, Christ gave himself to God to die for our sins. He's perfect. Wow. Okay, wow. Let's see if there's a little point here I want to make in it. Let's see. Oh. Anyway, notice this. This is part of the... For Moses, having given the people all the laws, he took the blood of calves and goats along with water, sprinkled... The blood over the book of God's laws, in other words, those tabernacles, there was blood all over everything. And then he sprinkled the people. Oh, what a mess. He says, this is the blood that marks the beginning of this agreement between you and God. Do you know you have a, you have a, you've got, it's a contract. You're okay. We're going to go to heaven. Jesus has already paid the price and he's going to bless you like crazy. Wow. And in the same way, he sprinkled blood on the sacred t tent and over all the instruments. I mean, when you went in there, to, if you blew it, you brought your cow in there, you could actually see the outer, there was blood everywhere. But that meant you were okay. Verse 23, that's why the sacred tent down here and everything, all copied from things in heaven. This was real. All had to be made pure 
uh, by Moses in this way, being sprinkled by the blood of animals. But the real, look at this, but the real things in heaven, of which these things down here are copies, were made of far more precious things. Okay, enough of that. I want to go. Okay, so Jesus was in heaven for us, uh, presenting his own blood. I'm going to go to the book of Revelation in just a moment. Revelation is such an easy book to, if you want to read books about Revelation, you're going to confuse yourself. Just, I mean, in just a moment, you'll understand what I'm saying because we're, we're looking directly at this. Okay, when the Lamb, making reference to Jesus here, he tells you that, had broken the seventh seal, there was silence throughout all heaven for what seemed a half hour. You know what a half hour is. We're not confused. And I saw seven angels. We're talking about angels. Mercy. Stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel with a golden censer came and stood at the altar. And a great quantity of incense. Now, here's what I want you to say. Remember, Zacharias, and we're going to go back and get that whole, but we won't do it this morning. He was in there for a reason. And God had this for a reason. Watch this. So there's a little bit of, you know, my sister's room smelling, whatever. Stood at the altar, and a great quantity of incense was given him. Look at this. To mix with the prayers, what, of God's people. I always like to say your prayers stink. Your prayers are in, I mean, he, he wanted them. He wanted that incense burning. He, people outside could probably, within miles, yeah, my prayers are in there. He's got my prayers today. He heard my prayer. He's got it. And it's not that he hears. He's going to do it. Okay. Great quantities of the incense were given to mix with the prayers of the people, to offer on the altar before the throne. Wow. And the perfume of the incense mixed with prayers ascended up, look at this, from the altar where the angel had poured them. Wow. Wow. So where are your prayers right now? Oh, I'm just bombarding the gates of heaven. I'm hoping something gets through. Your prayers are through. They're in there. Let me go back to this and then we'll wrap it up. Look at this. This is why you have to throw away sometimes our are thinking about, oh, it's just too difficult. Again, if your girlfriend or your boyfriend wrote you a letter, you'd read it, you know. That's what you do with the book of Revelation. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't Google anything. Read it. You'll catch it. The, the book of 1 John says, you don't have any, na- any need of any man teach you. The Lord will teach you. He'll tell you. And what's funny about the book of Revelation, he'll announce something and he'll go, oh, by the way, this means this. I will explain. And so the explanations are there. This book unveils some of the future activities soon to occur in the life of Jesus Christ. God permitted him to reveal these things to his servant John. And then the angel sent them from heaven to explain the visions to me. So there you go. How could you get lost? We're already on the right page. I am going to explain this to you. Wow. John wrote it all down. What, are we dense? No. John knows it. The words of God and Jesus Christ and everything he heard. If, look at this. Here's what I want you to say. If you read this prophecy aloud, now this means you too. You will receive a special blessing from the Lord. But I tell you, we ought to race out of here and read the scripture all the time. You read this, oh, you're going to get a special blessing. No, it's going to scare the wits out of you. (laughs) No, it's not. I'm not going to scare you. Now let's go back over here and close right here where we were. All right. So now we know what old Zacharias was doing in here. Here we go. Luke. All right. All right. There were several biographies, and we're just trying to tell you. So he says, my story begins with a Jewish high priest, a Jewish priest, Zechariah, who lived when Herod was king of Judea. Zachariah, Zacharias was his name. He was of the Abijad division, whatever, of the temple service corps. His wife, Elizabeth, she was also of the tribe of the Jews, a descendant of Aaron. 
Zacharias and Elizabeth were godly folk. Remember the incense we've seen was, why do we do that? Well, we saw it. It was the prayers of the people. Okay. They didn't have any kids. Well, yeah, bummer. Now they're over the hill. One day, Zacharias was going about his work in the temple. <laughs> Had his zipper lighter. He's lighting that stuff. Going good. He was on duty. Honor fell to him to enter the inner sanctuary, burn the incense. Meanwhile, a great crowd of people who don't believe. Oh, of course they did. They were there for a reason. They knew. They were outside praying. What were they praying about? For his safety? No, they had problems too. Lord, I need help here. I need help here. I need help. That's boom. Zacharias was in the sanctuary when suddenly one of them angels that Laura was talking about. He appeared, standing at the right of the altar. The angel said, don't be afraid. Now remember, he had to say that for a reason because he was huge. For I've come to tell you, look at that. God's heard your prayer. Now at this point, Zachariah done forgot what prayer? What prayer? Huh? What prayer? And some people think, oh, this was God, Russian roulette, you know. No, he would have said that. He didn't say that. He said, heard your prayer. I've come to tell you God's heard your prayer and your wife Elizabeth. Now remember, we have the details for a reason. We're not to go to heaven and go, where's Zachariah? I've got to find him. Hey, hey, Zach, got a minute? I want to talk about your story. He's going to turn around and say, what happened to you? And you'll be like, well, I mean, I, I didn't pray. People in Africa needed help, not me. He'd have said, oh, brother. I do all that work in the inner sanctuary and you never came to the Lord and asked him for his help? Oh, gee, you sure missed out a lot. He says, your prayers are heard in your wife, Elizabeth. Now remember, that was, obviously it was a prayer. She's going to bury his son. You're going to name him John. You'll both have great joy and gladness at his birth and many will rejoice with you. For he'll be one of the Lord's great men. Now he must never touch wine. Now this is this guy, not everybody, because Jesus touched wine, okay? Some people just choke right here. Nor hard liquor. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his birth. He'll persuade many a Jew to turn to the Lord, his God. Now this is good right here, because the King James is a little, is a little, it's a little hard to grab right here, but this is exactly what it says. It's, it says this when you look at it, you can see it. He's going to persuade many Jews to turn to the Lord his God. And he did. He was able to tell them, look, you need to serve the Lord. He'll be a rugged man, spirit like Elijah, the prophet of old. He'll precede the coming of the Messiah. He was actually Jesus' cousin. Preparing the people for his arrival. Remember, he said, behold, the Lamb of God, that's him. Okay. He'll soften adults' heart to become like children. See, all of Jerusalem and the Romans were coming out to be baptized. The Pharisees weren't. They were jealous. But the whole earth was coming out to John the Baptist. And he's gonna, they're going to become like little children and it will change the disobedient minds to become I mean, to the wisdom of faith. Now watch this. And we'll close. Watch this. Uh, and Zacharias said to the angel, This is impossible. <laughs> now remember, is he a young man or an old man? He's an old man. You know. And we can all get involved in unbelief. We can all say, well, that's that, that, that. It's impossible. Then the angel said, and I like the way it says it right here. I'm Gabriel. I mean, we have to wake up sometimes. Look, we really are praying. We really are asking the Lord to help us. Jesus went into the heavenly uh, holy of holies for you and I. And we're supposed to come boldly to the throne. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he that sent me to tell you this. Oh, and because you didn't believe, all right, I'm going to help you out here. You're going to be stricken silent. You know, wow. And unable to speak until the child's born. My, for my words will certainly come true at the proper time. 
Now notice this was because of his prayer. Meanwhile, crowds outside were waiting for Zechariah to come out, and he wondered why it's taking so long. Finally, he came out, he couldn't speak, and they realized from his gestures that he must have seen a vision. He stayed on the temple, at the temple for several days for his duty and then returned home. Afterward, look at that. Wow, she got pregnant. Oh, you need to stop. <clears throat> but anyway, notice this. 26, the same angel going to Mary. Mary acts a little bit different here. Well, totally different. She just said, hey, okay. She only said, how's this going to happen? I'm not married. You know. He said, the, be the Holy Spirit. And she said, well, do it unto me according to your word. I will show you this right here. She actually goes and sees Oh, she goes and sees Elizabeth. Oh, let me show you this just a moment. Oh, yeah, the angel said this. Furthermore, six months ago, your Aunt Elizabeth, the barren one, they call her, not anymore, she became pregnant in her old age. Look at that. For every promise from God will surely come true. King James says no, no word of God is void of, of power. What is that? Well, that's exactly what it says right here. But anyway, uh, look what she said. I'm the Lord's servant. She says this to the angel. I'm willing to do whatever he says. May everything you said come true. Boy, the angel, boom, went back to disappear. She runs to see Elizabeth. Now watch, I want to see what happens. Mary says this, uh, excuse me, Elizabeth said this after her baby jumped around inside. You're favored from uh, all women of earth. Uh, and says your child is destined to be the mightiest praise. What an honor it is, look at this, that the mother of my Lord should visit me. You came in and greeted me. The instant I heard your voice, my baby moved within me for joy. Look at this. You believed that God would do what he said. That's the reason he's given you this wonderful blessing. She, I mean, she could be scratching her head. Well, this was a... No. no, she knew about the temple. She knew about history. And when this happened... She said, well, Lord, just let it happen. Praise the Lord. Well, we need to close. Father, we just thank you for your word. We have a whole Bible full of help. And we just thank you. We're going to follow you. If we're facing any difficulty, if we're hurting today, we're just trusting you. You'll take care of our bodies, whatever they are. And if it's financial, oh, my gosh, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. Everything you have in your temple is covered with gold. You'll fix our finances. And if it's something we didn't even mention today, but it's just something on our hearts, whatever it is, and we've got difficulty, oh, Lord, praise the Lord, you'll get us out of that jam. And that doesn't leave anything left but for us to write biographies about us and what you did in our lives. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.